Good evening. Welcome to the PSI podcast. My name is Kat and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years. And each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI basic course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com where you'll find information about the PSI Basic course as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's PSIBasicSeminar.com. The topic for tonight's call is results and your speaker for tonight is PSI facilitator Tim O'Kelly. Tim started his journey in personal growth in 1988 when he attended all of the PSI courses. He made a decision to make this his life's work and became a trainer in 1991. He is passionate and loves this work. Tim, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you very much. I am here. Awesome. Welcome to the call. Very excited to have you tonight and to hear what you have to say about results. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I do have to say that I was a bit more excited until you started introducing me and started giving the years that I have been in this. And when I started, that reminded me that was a long time ago, 28 years old, coming in to do this work in the basic in um, Long Beach, California, by my boss asked me to to come to the class. And of course, my life has not been the same. And uh, and and Kat's right, I am. I'm extremely passionate about this work. Um, I think it's the best work on the planet. I think uh, there's nothing more important. Um, and there's a lot of things that are important. But I think just when we can stop, take a look, and make a shift to be more effective with our family, with our with our world, really, is just the most kind of thing. So I was honored and am honored to, to be asked to take this call. And why I really like this topic is... It's, it's, you know, in the PSI community of all the people that do the classes all around the world, um, this is what people talk about, our results. Um, it's what a lot of people in this, in this world want. They want something. They want something more. They want something better. They want something healthier, happier. Um, and so when we talk about results, the other thing I like about this is, is I really can take just a few minutes to, uh, to explain the shortest way that I know how to is, if you do want a result, and I, and I don't say that sarcastically, there's some people that are just absolutely fine with, with the results they have, and that's awesome. If anybody does want to um, increase their results or have a different result, um, then what I can do on this call is really a, a pretty, pretty simple explanation of how to make a result happen, how to manifest it, whether it's a tangible physical result um, a car, a house, those are wonderful results. And I think there's another area of results that even sometimes grads, people who have done this work, don't often talk about sometimes, and that is experiences. Um, what does someone want to experience in this lifetime? What does someone want to to feel inside, in other words, versus just a thing? And so I'll cover both those tonight, and then we'll we'll do some uh, some Q and A. So, what I'd like to start off with is a, fence, a, a very just a basic, I guess, simple definition of of what I anyway call a result. 
um, a result is an accomplishment. A result is an end product. A result is, you know, like I said a moment ago, a thing. Uh, a result also can be uh, reaching a level of an experience. And so um, it's the final product. It's the, um, you know, another way that I look at it as far as, as, as results go is if you look around your house, you know, just take a moment to look around your house. Whatever you see in your house is a result. Um, a cord, you know, being plugged in with the phone, it, it, the cord is a result because it's an accomplishment. It's a thing. It's it's a end, it's an end product, right? Everything you see is a result. Then also you have results that are not here yet. You have results that you're focusing on. You have results in your mind, and that uh, is where we're really going tonight because everything that you see around you has already been created. Everything in your life obviously that you have has already been created you know how to create those so really why i want to take this call is not so much you know what produces the, the the results we have right now and get into all that i'd rather go into you know how do you create uh, a result that you don't have yet how do you create something bigger how do you create something better so that's what i want to touch on so one of the things i want to start with is when it comes to dreams when it comes to building anything or creating anything it always starts with thought and I know this is very simple, it's very basic, but it is what has to happen. And, it, you know, you might be listening to this going, no, I thought I, I'm out there looking for something bigger and something more dynamic and something more powerful. You're not going to find it. Um, it just, you're never going to. And, and what I'm sharing with you right now, again, is my interpretation of something that I was just reading the other day from a gentleman who wrote this in 1840 about uh, thought and his mentor was talking about it in 1736 okay the the same principle the same idea based on how our brain works and how reality works and how nature works um there's a way to produce a result and so all i'm doing i'm not going to give anybody here anything new there's nothing new you've heard that before there's nothing new in the universe so it's just my interpretation of it that's all and uh, I enjoy reading people's interpretation of it. You know, f a l almost every week I'll read something uh, and to find somebody else's interpretation of it. So it all starts with thought. Okay, so a thought is just not a puff of air. Some people believe, you know, a thought is is uh, focused energy. Um, and so everything you have right now has been a thought before, and that's the genesis of it. Everything that you have around you. Everything that you see in your home, everything you see in your driveway, every, you know, believe it or not, person that's in your world right now um, is a form of result. And it all started with thought. Everything is generated by thought. That goes back to the beginning of man, even mankind, the planet, uh, solar system. Everything says that everything started from organized energy or focused energy. And then it turned and then it manifests into a lot of times into the physical realm. So. The idea that I'd start with, if I was working with anybody right now or coaching anybody right now, my first thing was, okay, you want to have a result? That's great. Now, what is it? And so the simple idea of creating a result is you start with the end. You go to the very end. What is it you want to create? Now, experiential, I'll do that too in a moment as far as what do you want to experience? But let's start with just, you know, if you want to buy a house or, you know, you want uh, to get a house, you want the money, you want, and those are all beautiful, worthy uh, results. So um, if it's a thing, well, then I want you to think of it this way. I want you to think of a prototype. You know, before they ever put a car out, 
there's so much that goes on. And one of the things they'll always do is they'll build, you know, I just found this out the other day, they'll build up to five or six different prototypes. Um, prototypes is the car in a form. It means does it might not have the engine in it, might not have the seats in it. But uh, they build a, a model of it, you know, in, in wood, and then they'll go from wood to wax, right? So they're, they're spending plenty of time in the development stages. Well, that's the same thing that we've got to do, too, in our mind, is first, what do you want? And, and you know, if we don't go there, if we don't say what I want, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to be too harsh on this because I can be cynical sometimes when it comes to this. And it's really mainly cynical about myself when I don't do this. But if I don't decide, on what I want and don't want to be accountable and don't want to fail and don't want to possibly make mistakes so I won't decide, then it, it would be just like this. If you went out to a garden and you saw, or you even planted a seed, well, you would plant what you want to grow. That's the thought. That's the thought in our subconscious. You've got to plant what you want. A farmer doesn't go out to the ground and go, I don't know you know, and sit out there for a month or so and, you know, go in and go have dinner and then go to sleep and then come out and spend the day at the garden just looking at it going, well, I just, I don't know. I mean, there's so much I could set. There's so much I could plant. There's so many seeds. It's just what doesn't happen. Farmer, what the farmer does? Decides, right? Decides, this is what I want. And then the farmer goes out and plants the seed in the ground and then everything happens from there because we don't have any control over it after that. We have the control of deciding what it is and planting it in something much larger and it will come as long as we keep our mind focused on that. And I'll talk about that in a moment. So what seed do you want? Okay. No, let me backtrack that. What result do you want? Okay. What's the end harvest? What do you want to be growing in your garden? That's what you start with. So be free to make a decision. Okay. Because if you don't, there's nothing going to grow because you know that that garden is, is not going to grow anything just because you're there. If you plant wheat, wheat will grow. If you plant corn, corn will grow. It's a universal law. It has to be. But what if you don't plant anything? What if you stay in confusion? What if you stay in doubt? What if you stay in uncertainty and fear? What are you going to grow? Well, some people go, well, if you don't plant anything, you're not going to grow, and it's not true. You don't think constantly the whole universe has changed. So if you sit there and just look at your garden for a month or two, you'll start to notice something's growing. And what's growing is? whatever has floated into your garden and taken root maybe whatever somebody else wanted to put in your garden right uh throw seeds from next door and put it into yours since you're not going to grow anything then i will whatever weeds fall in whatever bird poops you know into it you know your garden and, and then how how does it seem like life has ever been just seems like i'm pulling weeds instead of enjoying the fruit that could be mine well it's not there because i haven't decided okay so first step Decide what you want. Then what you've got to do, and this is essential. And I tell you what, this takes up, I'd almost say maybe even a day in the in the basic course out of three. Now, not just all one day, but weaved throughout the whole entire training. This is in essence what basically one day is, is this, is once you decide on the result that you want, you know, I want a, I want a house, I want a two-story house, I want a, I want a car, I want to take a trip, I want, you know, I want to make a certain amount of money. Well, then once you decide that, well, then what you've got to do and what we've all got to do is create that end result in our mind as a prototype. Have you ever been to, uh, I don't know, you've been on vacation or different things and you've seen these, um, if a hotel is going to expand, 
you know, in those in that plastic casing, they'll have a model of it. You know, when it's painted intricately, there's people that actually do that. They build. So what is that model that you see of the expansion wing? That's someone's thought right there, but now put in the physical realm. It's exactly the same thing we have to do. Get clear on what you want, and then you have to create that in your mind. You've got to build the prototype. You've got Because if not, you're not certain. You've got to be certain. So to if you want a house, Okay. Well, what kind of house? I don't know. Just any kind of house is fine. Um, really? No, it's probably not okay for you. I think we're just fearful of setting the decision. So be aware of that because you will get, when you start doing this work and you start lining up, you will start getting clearly what you want, meaning what you plant. So design it in your mind, you know, and it can, it can shift every day until that house is here. That's fine. But you've got to build that house in your mind. There's going to be a technique that you'll learn in the basic course called Screen of the Mind where you visualize it. And believe me, visualization is not in this new concept. No, it's how our brain works. And it's one of the most powerful tools that we have is to visualize that house in detail. How many stories is that house? What's the outside look like? What's the, where are the rooms? What are the rooms look like? So spend time. You know, spend time, you know, drawing it in your in your mind. No, I'm sorry, drawing it on paper. And then, you know, spend time getting clarity. Go look at other houses, kind of see what kind of kitchen you want. But here's the point. You've got to decide. And you plant that into your brain. You sizzle that into your brain. And then you water that seed every day. Now, I'm really big on this. There's some people that, that believe it doesn't have to be done every day. And I agree with that one. I just say, why not? And so I do it two times a day. I do it in the morning. I do it at night. Uh, what I mean by that is there's an exercise in the basic course called workshop where I just very simply go in and I go into workshop and then I start just bringing the picture back up in my mind, putting the, putting the picture back up on the screen and then seeing it in detail. And that's what that's what watering the seed is, because if you go out to a garden, and you plant watermelon, you come back in a year, it's going to be dead and there's going to be weeds everywhere. So you've got to spend daily. You know, I'm just going to push that daily just for even a couple of minutes. But what that means is you're, you've, you're seeing the picture, you're clearing the picture, you know the result, and you're watering that seed by giving it energy, by giving it love, by getting excited about it, by, by, by really seeing that in your mind. And then get out of your workshop and then go into your life. And then I will talk to you about what is so critical to do once we're back in our life. Okay, but so the first part is decision-making. You've got to decide what you want. And then the other part of that is, is if it's not a thing, well, I think there's something even, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Now that I say that, I don't think it's bigger. But I think human beings are experiential, and I think human beings are seeking experiences more than things. I, I do believe this. And, and see, remember, there's nothing wrong with setting goals for things. We, we do it. And I think it's fine. But if you really think about it, isn't anything a mechanism, meaning a tool for us to experience something, Right? No one on this call wants money. Okay, hang on. Don't throw anything at me yet. What I mean by that is, yes, we do want money. But that's not your ultimate goal. That's not your ultimate result. It's never anybody's ultimate. You want money. I want money for an experience. Traveling, right? Or even if it say that you know a house is my ultimate. I really doubt it is. It's how you're going to feel when you have your own house. How are you going to feel when you have your own house, when you see it come to fruition that's been in your mind for a while? 
how are you going to feel when your family has a house, when your kids have a house, and that they'll be able to take that house when you're gone? See, that's an experience you're looking for, not just the house. Money? No, it's not money. It's what you want to do with the money. So here's a challenge for everybody is really start to get clear. What do you want to experience in life? The only reason you go to coffee houses, um, unless you drink black coffee, which then you probably wouldn't go to coffee houses. You would probably have something at home set up for that. But if you drink regular coffee drinks and you spend, if you ever go to five bucks, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Starbucks. Um, if you <laughs> if you ever go to these coffee houses and get the foo-foo drinks, um, you know the only reason that you do that is, you know, people are going to say, well, it's convenient. Okay, that's an experience. Um, but the ones that don't say that, you know, they'll really think about it for a moment. They're not going for the coffee. They're not. Um, especially with all the stuff they put in it afterwards, right? Um, they're going because, and they'll spend five dollars. They'll spend six dollars on an experience. You know, they'll go in and they're with like-minded people. They're with coffee snobs, people that have too much money, and they spend it on coffee. Please have some fun with me here. Um, and uh, so, if you go to Seven Eleven, you go to AMPM to get your coffee drink. You're not always with like-minded people, right? So, when you go to a coffee shop, you're with automatically like your tribe, your people. Right. So then you're standing in line and you're looking around, you see the coffee beans, I mean, um, the bags that the beans came in and they say Guatemala and Venezuela and Costa Rica and South America. You're like, wow, all these beans coming in for me. And it's who they are. That's what they do. OK, so they put the crates up there. They'll put the empty bags up there and you're like, wow, this is cool. Then you go order your drink that's got a name that's about two paragraphs long. It's personalized. It's your drink. Nobody else's. You know, and then they give it to a, a person who has a title, barista. And then there's someone actually preparing and crafting your specific drink. And then they call your name. Why do we spend $5, $6? It's not for the drink. I can make you that drink at 7-Eleven or AMPM if I have the blender and everything else is there. I'm a beverage. I was the beverage director for years before I came to the basic. So we could do it, but no, we like the experience and we'll pay for it. So if there's anybody young on this call right now, and you're looking to find out what business to go in, I want to share this with you. Human beings will spend a lot of their hard-earned money on an incredible experience. So what experience are you crafting for people? People will gladly give you that, you know, and if this was a wealth call or a money call, I would remind you that the money that you want is in other people's pockets, right? It's out there. It's in other people's pockets, if you remember that. And they will gladly give it to you. Just like you do when you're out in the world, you have your money in your pocket, whether it's on a card or whatever, but you will gladly pay for an experience. Well, they'll give it to you if you provide a great experience for someone. Okay, so now we've covered both of those things, which is you deciding what you want, building a prototype in your mind. Then the next thing that you can do is experiential. What do you really want to experience in this lifetime? Partnership, love, health, liberty passion, fulfillment, contribution. Because see, that is different than a thing, if that makes sense, right? But it's the same thing. What you do is you get really clear. What do you want to experience? And then in your mind, and of course, those of you who have not done the basic that are on the call, which one I want to say, I appreciate you being on the call. Really, really mean that from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate you listening to this. And I really hope if any of this kind of turns you on or gets you excited, Man, right after this, don't wait. Get yourself registered to get yourself a seat to come in and do some great work on this because there's, like I said, there's nothing better. 
nothing better out there than than having what we want and helping people have what they want. It's just phenomenal. So um, you put in your mind, you see your face. What do you want to experience? And do the best you can to show your face experiencing that. You're having people around you. You're dancing. You're helping people. You're on a stage talking to people. People are listening to you. They're getting lit up, you know. So whatever it is you want to experience, it's the same process. Get it clear. Put it in your mind. Okay. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, and then I'll start to take some uh, some some Q&A, and uh, I'll be able to bring out a lot more stuff around it. But now that we've got it set in our mind, and we water that seed, and we come in three or four minutes in the morning, three or four minutes at night. Why they say it's important to do morning and night is we have least amount of resistance when we're a little bit tired in the morning. Right when we're waking up and starting our day, we have the least resistance. And so you're more open to going into your mind or if you want to go into workshop, you don't have to use workshop, just any, anything where you're able to close your mind and visualize. And then at night when we're, we've decided to resign for the night and we start to go in that process of, you know, kind of drifting, there's a lot less, least resistance. So that's why they say, now, if you can do it in the daytime and also in the middle of the day, that's awesome too. You can't ever do it too much, right? Um, but you don't need to spend 30 minutes, you know, four times a day doing, no, no, no. It's just watering the seed. Okay. Now, the next critical thing about producing results is what you think about in regards to those results until that result is created. So how do you use your mind? How do you use your mind to be in alignment with your dream? What I mean by that is if you have this grand dream, well, your mind has got to operate at a grand level until that dream comes. So if you create this beautiful grand dream, but then you go out there and you're negative and you're, you're mean to people or you steal or you, uh, and you're not in alignment with that vibrationally, it's not going to happen. You know, that will ensure that you do not attract that. Okay. So I don't want to go into attraction and all that. That's not what this call is, but to get your mind in a place that allows this dream to come. And you know what? I want to share with you what that is right now. Um, and it's, it's really why a lot of people don't have even the result they want. So let me go through this ladder with you real quick. It was one that I have created and it's a ladder of consciousness. And, um, the only one that is going to bring you the result the fastest is the subsumeness, the top of the ladder. Okay. So the bottom ladder would be a word called, I wish I had things. I really wish I had results. I really wish I had a house. I wish I had money. That's not the highest vibration of thought. It's better than negative, but it's still not going to do it. Okay, I wish. Uh, the next one would be something maybe like, um, I hope. Oh, I hope, I hope, I hope. It's like, that's up to somebody else to make it happen, right? I hope, I hope, I hope. Oh, I hope. Close my eyes and hope. It's, it's a higher level, but it's still not it. And then you get to a higher level, which is, I want. You hear people say, I want this, I want that. They close their eyes and they say, I want. They talk to each other, I want. It's not the highest level. And then the one that's just below the highest level is, you, you hear this a lot in personal development around in the world right now, is you've got to believe. You know, you've got to believe about this goal. You've got to believe in this goal. I have found through studies of, you know, 1700s and 1800s of thought, you know, uh, there's one more. And I tell you what, when I started reading this, I went, you know what, I've got to up my game now too. Uh, and it's not believe, but to know. 
that's different. And I cannot explain the difference. I'm going to give you the opportunity here to explain it to yourself because any great experience, you cannot put into words. But I want you to think on this call for a moment. Say to yourself, I believe. You don't have to say it out loud. I believe I'm going to get this house. I believe. Yes, it holds a certain amount of goodness to it. It's rich. It's vibrant. It is. But now I want you to say it a different way. I want you to say in your mind, I know this house is on its way. I'm connected to everything. I'm watering this seed daily. I've done the steps necessary. I know it's on the way. Say that to yourself inside. Can you feel the difference? And, and, and I cannot put it in words. I really, I've attempted to do it in classes and, and I just stopped because it doesn't work. I let people come up with whatever theirs is. But that is a distinction right there that most people will not take their mind to is I know. That is the highest level of faith, the highest level of, of knowingness. Not I hope, I'll try. I know. I know that I live in a friendly universe. I know it is supportive of all dreams. I actually know that it's supportive of any thought, whether it is positive or negative. Um, I know. Now think about this. Now I, I, I'll, I'll take some questions. I, I got to put one more thing in. Then I'll take questions. Okay. Um, so. Um, like, for example, if you knew, oh, let me make one up here. Okay, there's a truck right now driving your car. Your car is in this truck, right? It's a diesel, right? And it's a car that you've always wanted. And it's, it has left Oklahoma City and it's coming to you right now. They took the pictures of it. They see it. It's loaded in the truck, right? And it's on its way right now. You know, the driver's texting you when he gets to the nearest big city, right? You know it's on the way. Okay, I want you to imagine that right now. How would you feel right now? You wouldn't feel fear. You wouldn't call and keep questioning, how are you going to get here? What road are you going to take? Where are you going to stop and eat? No, we don't have time for all that. You got to get that garage ready. Right? You would be getting your garage ready for it. You're creating a space in your current environment right now for what your dream is. You would be pumped. You'd be calling people, telling people it's on its way. They're driving here right now. Well, here's my question. Are you willing to be that clear about your goals that are on the way? Think about that. You wouldn't be in fear. You wouldn't be worried. You wouldn't spend your day worrying. You would be out of your mind excited. So here's my point. Be that way right now. Because it is on its way. If you're clear and you'll water that seed and you'll stay at the level of knowingness. And then one more thing. And then I promise I'll take off. Uh, take questions. Um, now, what do you do after your eyes are open? How do you live your life? Well, one, in knowingness. But then here's the other thing. You have to take risks in your life. Okay, neuroscience in 2012 told us there's four things we can do every day to be happier. I don't have time to go through those four. And I, I don't like when people do that too. Like I'm teasing you. I'm not. I just don't have the time. There is one thing, one of those four that you do every day. Neuroscience 2012 proved this. You've got to take risks. You've got to at least challenge yourself to go bigger. Now, here's why. When you start getting clear on your goals, you're going to start attracting people. You're going to start attracting the vehicles. The house just doesn't come up here. It doesn't happen like that. You know that. But you know someone who knows this person who has a job that wants to get done, that you could make more money that is going to get this house. Okay? So that's how 
the dynamic exchange works is you will attract people, you'll attract opportunities, you'll attract people that you've never talked to before because you're out there talking about it and someone hears you and goes, you know what, there's somebody over here, I'm gonna have them call you. But here's the thing, you've got to take risk when they come. If you start attracting what you want through different people, if you don't step out and when someone calls you that you don't know and wants to talk about business, don't hang up and say that was weird. No, that's your dream, attempting to come through different sources. So you've got to have your eyes open in this life. You've got to get off the couch. You've got to get out of your house. You've got to get out where people are. You've got to be engaged in where people are thinking goals and positive. Not on the internet when people are talking negative. That does not do it. you got to get out and meet people, find people, find meetup groups where people are talking about goals and dreams. And I tell you what, if you're not out there talking about your goals to people, you're really not in the goal game. You're not. So get out there, talk to people, and then you'll start attracting it and then take risks, take challenges, do things that you wouldn't normally do. That's the action step that's going to create the result. Okay. So let me start taking some questions now, and I hope I can get some more stuff in here with you because I could talk all night. Okay. All right. Kat, first question, please. Yes, but before I uh, get into the questions, I just want to say to everyone on the call, you know, if there are results you really want to create in your life, at the basic seminar, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs, discover what's been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. And the basic is an experience. You won't just be sitting in a classroom taking notes, you know, far from it. You'll be immersed in powerful exercises where you get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get to where you want to go. Um, you know, the experiential nature of the class is what makes it so effective. Unlike motivational seminars out there that just get you hyped up for a weekend, the basic just gives you a set of tools and techniques that you can use for a lifetime. In fact, once you graduate from the basic seminar, you can go back and retake the class free whenever it's offered. And there's so much value packed into just those three days of the basic that there's a money back guarantee. So uh, really nothing to lose there. And if you have an inkling of wanting more for yourself and your life, then uh, go to PSIBasicSeminar.com. Uh, get registered for the next SciBasic. We hold classes in cities across the country. So just find a location and date that works for you. Again, that's PSIBasicSeminar.com. Now, let's get to some questions. First up from ML. Sometimes right timing and chance bring favorable results instantly. Is there really such a thing as luck? <laughs> I love this question. ML, whoever you are out there, thank you for that great question. Um, of course, let me, let me be clear before I do this. All you're getting on this call tonight is my perspective. And when I say mine, um, I'm the one doing the call. If we had all of our instructors here, if we had everybody on PSI seminars here, I'm going to say that most people who do this work at this level would have the same perception, but still, please, it's my perception. I don't, I'm not the end all be all. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> when you deal with the concept that we do in the basic course, which is called responsible, you know, and I was listening to Kat just explain that it's so cool to hear other people explain what I do. Um, but I tell you what, I'll, I'll add to what Kat said on that just for a second. 
when you do come to basic course, you will learn more about you than you have ever learned in your entire life. Three days, guarantee it. You will learn more about you. And what you'll learn is the way that we think and our perspectives on how to achieve certain things that are not working and that are working. Your strategies, the models that you use. We got those models from other people growing up. And you'll look at those models and go, no wonder I don't have what I want. No wonder I don't have that big result yet. And it's just that the most learning you'll ever do about yourself and be able to break some of those up, be able to shift a paradigm, be able to, you know, and there's like one I just got through with the class. So I'm pretty amped up about that. But even just that one perspective that we all have probably grown up saying is someone makes me mad. My kids are driving me crazy. I think we all have said that before. And until you go to basic course, you're never going to get to really see how that affects our results. You wouldn't think it would at all. It deeply does. Thinking that something on the outside affects me on the inside because it cannot. No one has ever made you mad. What your husband does does not make you mad. What your husband doesn't do doesn't make you mad. Same thing with your wife, same thing with your kids. It is completely your perspective about what they're doing that gives you peace and joy and love or anger, frustration, bitterness. Not them. A song on the radio doesn't make you happy or make you aggravated. It's your perception of the song. So you really get to take a look at your perceptions and see what perceptions that you got from somebody else that might be in the way of you having the results you want. So a perception about luck. When we deal with responsible, my mentor, Wayne Dyer, he passed away not long ago. Um, he would say this. Um, it is impossible for luck to exist. Um, nothing in this world is luck. Everything is by design. Um, everything that you have in your life right now has been in your mind already. And I know that might take some work to start to really understand what that means. But everything that you have is a, is a, is a product, of, a, a end product of a thought. So there is no luck. And the, and, and the thing that I like about this way of thinking is I don't get to. I don't get to use that, well, this was luck. Because if I do that and say that, oh, this result, this car, get uh, motorcycle I just bought, right? One of the most beautiful motorcycles I could ever find, Harley Davidson. If I said, yeah, but guys, listen, that really was just kind of a, it was kind of luck how that all happened. Well, okay, one, you know that it couldn't be luck, right? It took work. It took going out there. It took finding it. I mean, it takes work. But see, here's the problem. If I think that that some way I got that through luck, well, then I promise you, when something doesn't turn out over here, like a relationship, they're starting to have struggle or the relationship ends, it'll be easier for me to go, well, it was her fault or it was his fault or it was the company's fault. Because if we believe in luck, we believe that it's something else that really does dictate the result. And then if we do believe that, we've disempowered ourselves. And that disempowering is not the energy that we want to create the result. Okay, so I'm going to suggest if you're open to it, let luck go. And you could probably find evidence out there that people believe luck works. I'm just saying in this arena, we go to that by the brain's design, you are the one in control of your results by your thinking. Okay, so we're going to say no on the chance, the luck. Okay, Kat. Okay, next up from KH. What do I do with the result that I'm just not producing? When do I give up and when do I push harder? About the result that you are not producing. Okay, got it. Um, one, I'll say never give up. Uh, only unless you take some time and get clear 
if that's really not the result that you want, then let it go. Don't waste your time on it. So I would say reassess your goal. Reassess the result that you want. Is this something really that you want enough to spend enough mental energy on creating? And if it's not, of course, you'll never get it. So reassess the goal. Let it go if it's not. But if it is something that you really do want, I'm going to suggest that you look at your mindset um, as far as what you know is happening and how often you go into your mind. You know, and I don't know if you have done the basic because, you know, uh, the way they give us initials is, is perfectly fine. So I don't always know, you know, who exactly I'm talking to. Um, if you haven't done the basic, um, well, then I don't know. I'm not sure what you're using as far as seeing that in your mind clearly every day. The reason most people don't have what they want is they're not willing to do the work to get it. And I'm not talking about physical work. I'm talking about the mental work. I'm talking about the work that it takes, oh my, four minutes in the morning, oh my, four minutes at night. Really. But you know what most people say? I don't have time. Huh. I don't have time. Eight minutes. Something to think about, right? If you're not gonna put if you're not gonna water the seed, guess what? It doesn't grow. It's simple law. If you don't nurture it, it's gonna die. So I would question, I would I would assess the goal and then look at how much do you spend putting energy on it, putting love on it? You know, you've had people play music to their plants. That's loving it. That's giving it attention, right? Well, in your mind, the same thing in the morning and at night. And do you know that that goal is coming? Do you know that you are connected to everything that's possible and every, every resource you need and there's something bigger going on? Or do you just set a goal and kind of hope it happens? It's not going to. Just please, please trust me on this one. It's not going to happen unless you work at it. And working on it is every day, seeing that goal clearly in your mind, knowing it's on its way and going out and taking risks in your life. I'm going to suggest if you look at that right there, one of those is going to be off. So put all three in place. Okay. All right, Kat, next one. Uh, next from CL, how do you know if a reason is good enough to achieve a dream? How do I know that the reason is good enough for achieving the dream? So I'm gonna, I'm kind of gonna get guess here. What you're saying is the reason for the dream is good enough. Um, I don't even think you have to have a reason. I mean, you're gonna hear a lot of people say, you know, you gotta have your why. You gotta, you gotta know why. All right. Um, if you, if you feel good about that and you, and you like that train of thought, then, then good, you know, and there's people, you know, uh, the, plenty of people, you've got to get clear on why, cause that'll keep you motivated. Um, I just don't agree with it. Um, whatever it is that you want, that's all that it takes. Now, maybe I'm bringing the two together, maybe in my mind someplace. But I tell you what, if you have a dream, if you have a want, if you've got a desire for something, let's go. Let's start fashioning in that, giving, making a prototype in your mind, you know. And if it's not something you want, then let's not. But if it is something you want, let's go for it. Let's build it. Let's get on a PLD team. I don't know if you've done the work or not, but get on a team of people that support each other and making stuff happen. Put that in your mind, and then. 
I say this, when you get the result, then look at it and go, well, did I really want this now that you have it? But never do that before. Like, never think about that before. Always see the goal already done and on its way. Get your house ready. Get your garage get ready. Get your get your room ready for the child that's coming. Get your get the clothes ready, right? I think you got the point there. So so um the reason for the goal, I don't think you have to have it. I think you just have to want the goal. I think you just have to be clear on the goal. All right, Kat. Okay, next from WH. How do you stop yourself from making up stories? I do it all the time and drive my wife up the wall. Um, well, there's a couple of things I'd love to talk about there. Um, okay, let me sit with this for a second. Stories. I'm not giving these questions beforehand, so that's why it takes me just a second to, to wrap my head around it. How do I quit coming up with stories? I'm not sure if you can. Um, okay, I'm not going to go into too much of this because I could. Okay. Your conscious mind creates the stories. Okay. Um, I'm just reviewing this in my head. Um, whenever time an event happens, uh, we will create a story. We will author a story and fashion a story. Um, I'm not going to go there because I don't think you can. You know, stay tuned. Maybe they'll find something out later on in neuroscience because they're always discovering new stuff. But um, it's not out there right now as far as how to not ever make up a story. It's how our brain works. Our brain has to know. Our brain has to know why stuff is, so it'll make up a story. I guess the only thing I would lean toward on that one is if you're going to make up stories, are the stories that you're making up absolutely 100% positive, motivating, and forward-moving? Because if not, you'd, I'd go up a wall too. Now, please hear, you're not driving your wife up a wall, Okay. She chooses to climb the wall. Okay, let's be let's go to responsible there for a moment. Okay, um, it, it might annoy her. She thinks, but it's not what you're doing. It's what she, what the story she's made up about it. That's the truth. Okay, so if you're gonna make up stories all the time, just check in. Are you making up stories just for fun? Are you making up stories uh, to not do things? Are you making up stories of why it won't work? Um, that that would be rough. So check in to see what's generating the stories okay and 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 then i would look at you know if you're gonna make up a story man that better be the most incredible story that i've ever heard and i'm gonna guess that that's not what's happening because you probably have a book by then of those stories or your wife would be like this is the most incredible human being i've ever met the way he thinks and the way he processes and the way he authors and writes stories are the most empowering beautiful stories in the world maybe she'd push you to write a book on that so i think what possibly i'm hearing is these stories might not be so grand or uh or positive so let me let me rephrase what i just said um you're not going to keep making up stories you're going you we do we make up stories about things i'm just going to say this what you do have the power is is that positive is that story positive or negative if everything is made up this is advanced work here. If everything is made up in our head, meaning a perception, then just check to see if that perception that you have is positive because that's the one thing you have control over. You don't control much. All you control is your thinking. 
You don't control other people. You don't control your kids, really. You don't control your nervous system. Your nervous system controls you, right? So the only thing that you really control is the way that you think. And part of that thinking process is the stories we make up. So if they're negative or if they're draining or if they're anything other than positive, that's one thing you have is the ability to shift those and change those and turn those stories that where they empower you and they empower your wife and they empower the world and they empower your kids and they empower everybody. Okay. All right, Kat. All right. Next from TM. Doubt and second guessing myself is holding me back from starting a new project. How can I move past fearful thoughts? Um, the one thing I have to say about that is, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to be blunt. You don't understand at your level of thinking where you're at right now, you don't understand how detrimental doubt and fear is. You you have not taken the time and maybe you're, you haven't done this work. And because I was there, I kind of thought it was, I never really thought of it that way, but it was like, well, no, I have doubt and I have fear. I did not ever connect the dots of how that pushes away dreams. It's pushing away your project right now. It is the lowest vibration that it can be as far as production, as far as results go. Because if that project was on that truck and it was coming toward your house right now, would you have doubt? Would you have fear? Really? Would you, if you, he's taking pictures, showing you what cities, he's getting close. Would you have doubt and fear? No, you wouldn't. That's something you're entertaining in your mind because I'm just going to say, you don't really understand how negative that is and how that, if you believe we're connected, then you're connected to your goal already. You're connected to this project. You're connected to everything. If you believe that everything is connected, nothing could be separate. You're connected to your goal right now. And I promise you this, you're pushing the goal away. That's what doubt and fear does. You want to push your goal toward you. You want to bring your goal toward you. Don't ever allow yourself to have doubt. Don't ever allow yourself to have fear. So how do you focus on that? Well, I'm going to say this. You have to go into workshop more or go into your mind and see that project done. See the benefits of that project. See the money coming in from that project. The project, how that's going to make a difference in the world. Whatever the project is, you're seeing that clearly in your mind. You're nurturing it. You're watering it every day. That will help eliminate the doubt and fear. And then there's also one other little technique I'd like to give you is if you're clear on this project and you're clear on your dream and you're clear on it and something does enter your mind of fear or doubt, I want you to imagine that you're going to start a training course with me right now today, tonight. Promise yourself tonight you'll start doing this and pretend like we're going to talk more and more and I'm going to question you, okay? In other words, set up support team around you. Um, anytime you have doubt in that moment right there, stop what you're doing and change your thinking. Remember, that's the one thing you have control over is your thinking. It's about the only thing you really control. And if you start to have doubt, you stop. And if, say, maybe something comes into your mind of, and I, this is really hard for me to even say. I don't even like to think it. Uh, oh, but what if it doesn't happen? What if the, I don't care. I'm going to get off that one because I just don't like the energy of any of those. But whatever it is, stop it right then and completely turn it upside down to the opposite. <clears throat> if 
Mrs. Wilhite was on this call, the creator of PSI seminars from her husband. She always told me this when I was in my training and when I was very young in this. She goes, anytime you have a, a negative thought, doubt or fear, turn it to what's true. Completely turn it upside down to the truth, not the lie. I'm like, oh, man, I like that. Because the lie is I can't. The lie is it's not going to work. The lie is, right? So she always said, stop that thought. Don't continue to think that anymore. Turn it to the positive that instead of I don't think it's going to happen quickly, I know it's going to happen. I know it's, and you put energy on that thought right now and you you hold that thought in your mind of I know, I know. You turn it to the positive or you turn it to the truth and you focus on that. And you know what? That might take some time. It really might make, take some time for you to do that. Now, of course, I don't know what you have done as far as the work you've done. If PSI seminars has been part of your uh, curriculum, um, I would I would request that you do the advanced work. Um, the life success course is one course that specifically works on the beliefs, uh, the the paradigms, the beliefs inside those beliefs of I can't or doubt. Right. Uh, we'll work strongly on that. And I would recommend get, getting yourself into that uh, that course also. OK. All right. Kat. OK, I've got two questions uh, about on the same vein here. One from L.R. I have a very hard time with procrastination and believing in myself. Can you give any suggestions? And then from Deb H., how do I get motivated to follow my dream when I already feel overwhelmed and exhausted? Good ones. Um, procrastination. Um, we'll handle that later. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> I know personal development jokes are not the best. Um, okay. Powerful one here. Um, okay. Let's start off with the procrastination. Um, you know, I, I, I don't exactly know when you talk about procrastination as far as where it, sh how it shows up for you. Um, as far as your as far as producing results, like I said, a lot of the work is mental. Okay, a lot of the work is mental. Um, construction of the goal, seeing the goal clearly. Result work is mostly in your mind. So let me just assume that what you're saying about procrastinating is maybe you don't even do that. Maybe you don't haven't said it that clear in your mind where you have a prototype that you can, you know, that you can show people or, or whatever, that maybe you're, you're pushing that away or, or not having done that. Or if you have set that clearly in your mind, which I'm going to be honest with you, most people don't. Most people just go, yeah, I, li I like to have a house, big house, nice house. And that's about all. And those people really ever, never achieve them. They don't. Most people don't achieve their big dreams. They really don't. They manage the, their life right now the best they can, right? So maybe that's the, the thing that, that might be off. But let's say that it is that clear. And then you're not watering it two times a day in the morning and nighttime, okay? And you put that off and you procrastinate on it. So that's the only way I know how to be able to use procrastinate right now. And so how do you bust up procrastination? It's really the same thing I talked about on the previous question, which is, um, Take some time to, to really look at that way of operating your life, how you feel when you procrastinate. Next time you say you're going to do something, an action step or something, and you procrastinate, I want you to stop and just feel yourself 
and just feel how you feel as a human being. And let it sink in. And acknowledge to yourself how detrimental that is. And, you know, I don't know what it's, I, you know, I, I do want to be sensitive. But at the same time, I just got to also push a little bit. Um, procrastination does not produce results. It just doesn't. And so I would get you to the place if I was working with you or, or coaching or whatever is for you to really see that you're not in the results game. You're really not in the goal producing game. You're a wannabe. You want to. It sounds great. I hope. Like I say this, if you really want to elevate your game and really get in the results game, the results game, the goal game, you've got to have procrastination not be okay. And that's all you have to do in your mind is just declare it's not okay. Because up to this point, it's been okay. And how do I know that? Because you do. You've made it okay in your brain to procrastinate. And you know what? Who's the person who can make it not okay? That's you. And the only way you're going to do that is changing the way you think and getting to the place of making a decision that, you know, and I don't care if you have to get mad. Mad works because mad is emotional. I'm not saying mad, but I mean like clear and passionate that, you know what? This ends now. Because think of your dream. Think about your goal. Think about what you want and think of the energy behind that and then procrastinate. See how you feel there. Okay, so get to that place where, you know what, I'm up in my game, procrastination, that's all you have to do. That hasn't happened yet. You haven't made that clear decision yet. Okay, now, say that you get off this phone and you do some work on yourself and you go, you know what, I'm there. Procrastination does not exist in my life anymore. Matter of fact, I'm not going to say the word anymore. I don't want to have those thoughts in my mind. And then, say two days later, you say you're going to go work out and you don't and you put it off. This is really important how you handle this. If you beat yourself up, if you go, see, I knew it. I still procrastinate. See, none of this works. No, it does work. We just got to get ourselves that clear. And all that shows is you're not at that level yet. You're getting there because you went two days without procrastinating. Okay, you did that once. Okay, got it. But once you beat yourself up, you're back to where you are. Feel bad, guilty, all that. Here's what you do. Acknowledge to yourself that you broke your word with yourself. Acknowledge it to yourself. You know what? I said I was going to go to the gym, and I want to acknowledge to myself. I broke my word to myself. That shows you you honor yourself. That shows you love yourself. And you think this to yourself. You can say it out loud if you want to. I broke my word with myself. See, you have a relationship with you. You have a relationship with you. Well, honor you. And acknowledge where you broke your word. And then you know what? Right then, give your word again. I'm going to work out tomorrow. I'm going to work out tomorrow. I'm going to do that goal tomorrow. I'm going to do whatever. Whenever you set the goal. And then you know what? Do it. And then, if again, in the next day or two, it happens again, what do you do? You don't give up. You start the process over. Acknowledge to yourself that you broke your word to yourself because pretty soon after you keep doing this, it's not going to be okay how many times you break your word to yourself. But as long as we, we break our word and don't even acknowledge it, we just get numb. We just get numb to it. And then procrastination fits really well with numb. No, acknowledge to yourself that you broke your word with you and set the goal again. How many times might you have to do this before you achieve your goal? 
Well, think about that. I'm 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 in my mind attempting to remember a verse in the Bible, and I'm not picturing <laughs> that right now. But it was um, someone, I believe, there was a question asked Jesus, "How many times do I have to forgive?" And I don't remember the formula, so bear with me, people, please. I'm not I'm not. Um, I think it was like seven times seventy-seven or something like this, which. I never knew what that meant. That's why it kind of stuck. Like, I need to figure out what that is. And I was asking just this last week, and I said, what does that really mean? And a scholar told me that it, it, it's basically infinite. It's an infinite number. So how many times have you have, do you need to forgive? Infinite. How many times do you need to reset and say, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Infinite. So that's what I would recommend. Have procrastination not be okay with you. Do not ever allow yourself to say that word. And you'll do a lot, lot better. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, the other one. I want um, the second. Uh, hang on. Overwhelm and exhaustion. Um, Kat, remind me, please. Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's about staying motivated uh, when when you're already, you know, exhausted and overwhelmed. Okay. Very good. Um, motivation. Here's a, here's a great thought on motivation. For those of us who cannot motivate ourselves, you know, um, you're going to settle for mediocrity no matter what talent you have. I mean, I love when I think that way, that um, if I'm not able to motivate myself, uh, I will settle for mediocrity regardless of how talented I am. It's, it's not going to happen without the ability to motivate yourself. Um, one of them, I would have to look on why you're exhausted. Um, you're not exhausted because you do a lot. Our body and our mind is designed to do more than we can ever imagine. So it's a it's a it's a mental thing that's going on with you. I would suggest that you, if you have done some of the work, come back in and listen to a lecture called Three Hours and Victim Responsible in the class. Um, and what drives energy? Um, you are energy. I am energy. Everything is energy. Exhaustion is a way of thinking. Exhaustion usually comes from resistance. In other words, if you work at a company that you don't like to work at and you're there eight hours a day, so in other words, you're doing something you don't like to do for eight hours, you're going to be completely exhausted. If you go to work and you absolutely love what you do and you cannot wait to get there and you cannot wait to stay a bit later, you go home excited and you go home talking about what happened. So resistance one of the side effects of resistance, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like the traffic, I don't like people, I don't like, part of that is exhaustion, okay? So deal with the exhaustion part of it and, and, and figure out what the root of that is, okay? Overwhelm is the same thing. Your brain can handle much more than you think it can handle. You're limiting yourself by thinking that you cannot handle anymore, okay? And it's not about pushing away tasks, pushing away goals because I just don't have any more no, it's about expanding the plate that you have. It's about expanding the bowl so that you can have more. Expanding the bowl means expanding your thinking. The only thing you control is your thinking. And again, I would do the same thing there. You're not overwhelmed. You just think you are. Know that you can handle more. This is something, and I'm not, I'm not the most religious person out there, guys, but, but I do. I have, I have, I ha it has a place for me. Um, I believe this, that God never gives us more than we can handle. Ever. We just got to get our mind around handling it, that I can handle more. Because once you make that decision, that I can handle more, you'll be able to handle more. 
once you make that clear decision, because that's the only thing you control is your thinking, make that clear decision. I can handle a lot, and I have endless amounts of energy because you are energy. And do what you love to do. And even if you go back to that job, I'm just, of course, I don't know the situation, but I'm just using this for example. You go back to that job tomorrow that you don't like, well, I promise you before you get there, do some work on your mind of the value of working here. How is this valuable for you? Yeah, you might not stay there. That's okay. But what's the value of you working there? Is it bringing you money? You know, does it pay some bills? Does it allow you to eat and go out and maybe dance and have some fun sometimes? You know, what is good about working at this place? Because everybody can find wrong. But what's good about it? And then I'll say this. If, again, if we were doing a wealth talk here, um, I would say that if you want to really have a great job, like a really, really great job and the perfect job, treat the job you have like the one you want. Treat the person right now that you're with like the one that you really want to be with. Treat the apartment right now like the house you want to be. So how well do you clean your apartment, right? You have a car and you want a brand new car, a nice car, treat the car like you have like the one that you want. It's hard to be tired and overwhelmed with that kind of thought process, okay? So I think if you knock those two things out and realize that those are both in your head, I know that sounds so lame to hear maybe. Those are in your head, but you know what it is? It really, really is. You can handle much more than you think you can. People who come to basic class say that oftentimes. They'll come in going, I don't know, that's just a lot of hours and I'm very, very busy. And then what they realize is when they get out at 8 o'clock at night, they want to go out and play. They want to go out and, and do some stuff. They're not tired. They're not exhausted. And they want to come back in and put 10 or 12 more hours the next day. We can handle a lot more. Okay. Motivation. Um, motivation is completely in your mind. Also, um, you choose to be inspired or you choose to be dragged down. And one of the things that can help be motivated is that watering your, your goals every morning and every night. That you have focus on your dreams. You have focus on what's coming. If that truck is coming, you wouldn't be, you would be motivated. You would be so excited getting your house ready, getting those things ready. Well, you better get your house ready if you start seeing these goals the way I'm asking you to. Okay, and that can take away a lot of the lack of motivation, right? I'm going to say the root of that is look at the clarity of your goals and dreams. You know what? And I'm going to put something else in here, Kat. I know I'm, I'm taken away from this topic, but I got to do this because it's, it's up right now. When people call me for support or whatever, or Facebook, whatever, and they're having a problem in their relationships, you know what the first thing I tell people to do is? And they, think, no, they say, no, you didn't understand what I was saying. Yes, I did. But if anybody ever has a struggling relationship and you're viewing your relationship like, you know what, it's, we've got some problems. The, goal, the, the question I'll always ask is, what are your goals right now? They'll be like, no, I'm talking about the relationship. No, I'm not. I'm talking about the goals. What are your goals right now? And if someone cannot tell me their goals in two seconds, meaning I take a time to breathe, and then their goals are flying out of their mouth. They're not in the goal game. They're really not in the result game. They're in the survival game, just day by day. If you're in the goal game and someone asks you what your goal is, one thing you will not do is ask them, well, a goal in what? You mean my personal life or my professional life? There wouldn't be conversation. You have your goal ready, okay? So what happens when we're not clear on this topic of tonight? What happens when we're not clear on the results that we want? What happens when we're not clear on what's coming? 
when we're not growing and we're not going for something bigger and we don't have our mind on what's bigger, we start to be our worst. We start a decay process. This will be explained in the basic course. We start a decay process when we're not human beings are the only goal striving beings on the planet. When we stop setting goals and we stop going for bigger goals, we start going through depression, tired, procrastinate, overwhelm, all of this. When you go back to setting goals and going for something bigger and focusing on those, not what's what's wrong in the world, not what's screwed up in the world, not what's wrong with people, not what's wrong with the political scene out there, unless you're political. If not, turn it off. Don't watch it. Don't get that in your head. Don't get anything in your head that doesn't serve your goals. And sometimes getting on Facebook does that. Our mind starts going all over the place, and, and it's not the most healthy thoughts. Okay? So to focus on that, because if we're at our worst, we'll find worst in, the, in our relationship. We'll find what's wrong with our relationship. We'll start looking at what's wrong instead of what's great. And then we'll start looking at maybe the relationship is not what I wanted. And you know what? That's so not true. It's usually because both people have stopped going for something bigger. And they've gotten comfortable. They've gotten lazy, sitting on the couch, you know, and then it gets, it gets bad. So always go back to what is my goal? What are my goals? Be clear on them. Okay, Kat. Okay, so we are at time for questions. However, I wanted to make sure you had an opportunity to touch on this. Every month we have a lot of questions about, you know, what is the basic seminar? And this month we actually have a lot of questions about what's next, what comes next after completing the basic and what happens when you tend the basic. From uh, VC here, who's a graduate, asks, because everyone has a different experience following the basic. In your experience as a PSI facilitator, what are the top three results people have shared with you and why? For example, within three months, I applied for an advancement I would not have normally applied for. I interviewed and doubled my income. Why? Because the basic taught me to build my self-esteem and increase my self-worth to create my results. So, um, let me just uh, make sure I have the question understood is like, what are the, uh, what are some of the best results or the most popular results that people create after they come out of the basic? Is that what I hear? That's right. What do people mm -hmm. create from the basic and then mm -hmm. what comes next after the basic, what shifts and then what's next? Okay. Got it. So, you know, I've been doing the basic for almost 30 years and um, it's, it's pretty common what what happens for people when they come out of the basic because when a person can shift the way they think what they think about shifts i know that's pretty heady or i don't know met metaphysical maybe but if i can get off of a belief that i've had for a long time about myself if i can see that i've made up that belief and then I can get off of it in a class. I'm not the same person. I am the same person, but a person who thinks different. And what's so great about the basic is no one does that for you. No one tells you you must do anything like that. No. It's you're looking at you. You're looking at the way that you think. And when you change the way you think, your life changes. And so that's one that happens is, is people do start risking more when they leave 
because risk is always positive, even though we might produce a negative result that appears to be negative by the act of us doing something bigger than we thought we could do. It always expands us. It always expands our box. So people go out and they, they take more risk. They ask for um, um, raises. They ask the dates. They, they go for it more than holding back and thinking in ways that don't work, right? So that's one that I always hear. They, people risk more, okay? Another one is people tell me that they have a lot. They, they, it's not that they have more energy. They were able to let go uh, and shift some perspectives that drain us. And so you'll see people leave that have a lot more energy. I mean, people come to class and they're like tired on Friday going, I don't know how I'm going to do this this weekend. I've got such a busy life in this class. And they walk out on Sunday and they've got more energy. And see, that energy doesn't leave. Energy does not leave. Okay. When we stop thinking in a way that drains us, we have energy. Energy is there. We always have energy. Right. And so people have a lot more energy. They do a lot more than they thought they could do. They could handle a lot more. Than they thought. And I tell you this, the other one is life is more fun. Life is more spirited for people. It's more exciting because, you know, I saw a guy wearing a shirt cat at Disneyland and uh, he looked to be like 17, 18 years old and long hair and had this beautiful long white T-shirt on. I, I was walking right toward him. I saw the front of it. And he had a really big letter that said life is not boring and you know with what i do i'm like wow and i pull over to the side and i just watch him and he knows i'm watching him so i nod and acknowledge the shirt you know and he acknowledges me back and he walks by me and i look at the back of it and this big letter says you are life is not boring you are and when we can shift some of our perspectives that drain us that cause tired and it's the way we see the world it's the way we see ourselves and we see it different it's a lot more fun, a lot more energy, and taking a lot more risks. You put those two together, there's not much that can stop us. Okay, now, what's after? For those people that are going to go to the basic or thinking about going to the basic, um, are there things that we can do after the basic and PSI seminars? Uh, yes, obviously there is. Now, I, what I like about PSI seminars is not there's not 43 classes you can take. No, there's, there's really only four classes if you're over 18. You know, there's only four. We have the basic course. We have the life success course. We have men's and women's leadership. And then we have next 10. Those are our courses. And so there, there is other work to do. Um, and I, I want to say this, though. It's the same work. Mm, not the work. Let me say that another way. It's not the same work. It's the same purpose, which is just shifting the way we see ourselves. The way we see the world, the way we see men, the way we see women, the way we see humanity, it changes at just at different levels. So three-day class, you don't get to look at our money perspectives. I mean, there's just not enough time to do all of it. When we came in in school, if we wanted to be an astronaut, we took math. We didn't take chemistry, you know, that, that fast. It is a process. But so it's all the same purpose is literally eliminating the thought processes, that way of thinking that's not establishing our dream in health, in wealth, in love, in relationships, in marriage, in kids. I mean, I can keep going. And so when you come out of the basic and if you're loving the work that you're doing, which a majority of people do, they love it to move forward. They'll just go and do it at another level and start to take a look at a deeper level of what's holding us back. Because about 90% of our beliefs about ourselves, about people in the world are unconscious. 
90% are unconscious. We do things unconscious. We are habitual beings. And we're, we, because we do it automatic, we don't even know we're doing it. And we can get so numb to it. And in these classes, you start waking up to it going, I cannot believe I thought that way. Um, for example, I was struggling when I came in financially to PSI seminars, 28 years old, living paycheck to paycheck. And I couldn't figure out why. I never thought about why, to be honest with you, because that's just life. That's the way it is. And everybody around me, of course, was doing the same thing. Um, not everybody in the world, but around me. And I came into the basic class and was just blown away of what was running things in my life. And then I went to life success course. And that's when I realized, oh, now we're going to do some work. <laughs> so I got to see in one day why 28 years old, I live paycheck to paycheck. And it's nothing to do with anything outside of me. Nothing to do with anything outside of me. It is a belief that I created when I was young about money. And it was when my uncle passed away and he was very wealthy and our whole family sued each other for years and years and years. And I was a little boy and it was painful, very painful. And I blocked it out like, OK, that's not a part of my life that matters now because that's over. But what I didn't know is in the subconscious part of me, I created a belief that said having money causes problems, having money causes pain. Well, I tell you what, once I decide that. I will push away all money. And that's exactly what I did. Whenever I would get money, I'd go spend it. But I never knew why. And now, once I knew that, and then I could break that up, which is what the advanced work is about, I can have money now. It literally is life-changing. And then we go on to leadership and take a look at how we operate as leaders. And I could be on this call all night. I think you know the point, though. Um, there's always work that we can do on ourselves. Because if we're not having the goals and the dreams that we want, there's always work. And I hope you invite yourself to do work instead of it's negative or it must mean I'm wrong. It's not. It means you're very educated. And you want to even be more educated about yourself because no one tells you what to do in PSI seminars. No one tells you you need to be successful. PSI seminars is masterful at creating an environment where you take on you, where you look at you and you discover you at many different levels. No one tells you what to do. That's not the game we play. I wouldn't play that game. All right, Kat. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much, Tim, for taking the time to answer those uh, last couple of questions there. Is there anything you want to leave us with as we uh, wrap up the call? Yes, I would. Um, just to go back to what this original call was, um, tonight when you get off this call, um, bedtime will be coming soon, I bet. Um, just check in. If you're really in the result game, if you're really in the goal game, then take the time tonight to close your eyes to see what's possible. Close your eyes to see what's possible. To get clear on your goals tonight. Brush the cobwebs off if you need to. Get clear on them. See them in your mind tonight. Go to sleep. Sleep on it. Wake up tomorrow before you can get out of bed if you want to. Three or four minutes. Close your eyes. See your goals. See them clearly. And then get out into your world, talk to people, engage, let people know what your dreams are, and create an incredible, incredible day tomorrow. So just step at a time. That's what you got to do tonight and tomorrow morning, because that's really the most important thing that we have to do. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, everybody, for being on this call. I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you listening to me ramble sometimes, but it just, it, it, the work matters. So I really do appreciate all of you who are on the call.
And thank you, Kat, for asking me to do this call. Thank you very much. Awesome. This was such a great call. Thank you so much, Tim, for sharing your insights with us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed the call and have new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. If you are getting value from the PSI podcast calls, don't forget to rate us and post a review on iTunes. You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. It's scheduled for Tuesday, June 13th. You can uh, register at PSILive.com and remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's PSILive.com. For those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as upcoming dates and locations. That's PSIBasicSeminar.com. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.